we can start by taking the precepts. Samadhi Ami, 
Sikapadam Samadhyami Nachagita Adita Sukadasana Malagandha Vilepana Vardana Mandana Vibhusanatana Vedamini Sikapadam Samadhyami Uchasayana Masayana Vedamini Sikapadam Samadhyami Idang Silang Sabakayang Yavang Utu Idang Mepunyang Nibbanasa Vetya Utu Mame Punyabagam Sabasatanam Sabasatanam Tesabe Tesamang Punyabagam Labantu We have noticed that the Buddhism talks a lot, a lot about the understanding the mind. Everything is about the mind. And since the beginning of the retreat, I tell you how oh, you should understand your mind. You should know your mind. Isn't it? So today I'm going to uh, make a scientific comparison with the Buddhism in science. <laughs> and uh, actually, uh, I will talk about uh, the science of uh, catching bugs. Because if we want to know something, we have to observe it. So how do we observe uh, the mind? First, we have to stabilize it. We have to uh, make it stable, and then we can observe it properly. So uh, regarding that, I think you have a very uh, practical example here. And the uh, one that, uh, that has struck me is this one. <laughs> And then all the equipment is there, you see? So this is called a bug catcher. This is in, uh, with the idea to catch bugs. So what happened is that uh, uh, first you, anyway, the bug has to be very stable. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you go with your cup and then you just try to catch it. Uh, and once you get it, <laughs> then you are like this and then and then, wow, fine, you know, you can observe it and everything is okay. So now this is the beginning of the observation, a scientific procedure, we call that. So with that principle, I, I will try to apply it for the mind. So 
So there are some insects and uh, some are easy to catch and some are not easy to catch. So what is important is uh, the way to catch uh, an insect is uh, to find something on which it will delight or on which it will hang on. You know, like if it's like some, some fruits or some tasty things, then it will just stay there and then it's easy to catch it because it's not moving. Or if it sticks to the wall and then it is there, then also it is very easy to catch. So what is the, you know, in, in Asia they have, uh, they have some types of spiders and they are very difficult to catch. They are very, very fast. So as soon as you are, you are going with your, your bug catcher, you know, and then you are like this and, and then very fast, and then it's gone, right? It has jumped somewhere else. So those spiders are really uh, a big uh, headache for those who want to catch, try to catch them. <laughs> and what is what is the worst? You know, like if you cannot catch the spider, what is the worst thing that can happen? <coughs> what is the worst is when you catch half of the spider. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. You know, when when it got caught and then just the leg is. Uh, is well, I'm sorry to, uh, to bring that thing. <laughs> Accident can happen, you know, in dog catching uh, methods. All kinds of methods. So now we go to our, uh, I mean, we are our research, and this is uh, concerning the mind itself. So what is the mind? The, the mind uh, is also like Mano or Chitta, or it's also, it's, all, it's also called Vijnana. So what is Vijnana? Vijnana is consciousness, and what is the meaning of the, the consciousness? Vijnana means uh, Vijnana Nati, Vijanati, or something like this. Vijnana Nati, Vijnana. So uh, it recognizes, or it cognizes. That is why it is consciousness. So it consists in the activity of cognizing an object, and uh, with uh, this uh, principle, that means that the consciousness cannot arise without an object. Consciousness is conscious of something. So uh, there is no. Uh, consciousness without uh, without an object. So today we are going to uh, to look at uh, the meaning of uh, objects in the uh, in the Buddhist theories and also how we can use objects to uh, understand our mind and uh, to uh, to develop more of a type of uh, insight. So in the in Buddhism, the word object is. Uh, the, the, the Pali word is Aramana. And uh, the word Aramana is derived from two roots. First, there is the root that can be uh, distinguished with the, with the word itself, Aramana. And uh, the root is to delight in something. So, if you, uh, if you are, the, the, the mind delights on, on something. So, the delighting itself is, uh, is going to be. Uh, it can be used as a noun, and it becomes to the Aramana. And the, the other one is Alambana, that means to hang on to something. Alambeti. 
So the mine consists of the four uh, four uh, aggregates, no? The, the, the mental aggregates, and the, they are called this is nama, no? The the, the five uh, nama kanda, the, the vinyana, the sanya, the vedana, and the uh, sankara. So those five four uh, nama kanda, they are all bending towards the object, and this is also the word nama. This is uh, the meaning of it. Nama namati means uh, namana means to bend, so it is bending towards uh, the object. So there are many objects uh, that the mind can have. And uh, first of all, we have the objects of the six senses, so the, the, the respective uh, sense uh, consciousness will know these uh, types of objects. Then uh, also, there is the, the mind can know uh, the sensitive matters, like Abhinama is classified, they are very methodic in these, uh, you know, in these books. So uh, uh, it is the Abhinama classified the, the, the mental objects by six classes. And uh, it's the first, it can know sensitive matter, asada, rupa, and also it can know subtle matter, that means the mind itself can know this, these types of, uh, of matter. And uh, the mind also is able to know itself. That means the chitta can also be known by the mind. That means also that the chitta is, uh, becomes the object of the mind. So one chitta can observe uh, a previous chitta or uh, following chitta. And uh, also the 52 types of mental concomitant, you know, the, the, the chitta sika, they also can be uh, the object of uh, the mind. And uh, uh, the fifth one, is the Nibbana. So Nibbana also can be known uh, by the mind. And then the sixth class is uh, the concepts. So concepts here is what is uh, going to be a little bit of our development. So uh, concepts, the, the Pali word for concepts is the uh, Paniati. And, uh, uh, you have two types of uh, panyati, uh, two types of, uh, of truth also. Panyati is just a conceptual uh, truth. Uh, so we have the conventional realities and also the ultimate uh, real reality. So the concepts or the panyatis are based on, the, on, these, on these two. And uh, they are divided in, the, in two classes. Now I am going to to, to explain the, the, the theory. If you don't understand, it doesn't matter so much, and you know, we can review it later. So the concept, Panyati, is divided in two classes. So we have concepts as meaning, and the Pali word is Atta Panyati. And the second class is the concepts as names, Nama Panyati. For example, the concept as meaning, it's like uh, if we are talking about a dog. So if we, if the, 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 the word dog refers to the four-legged fur animal, and also the characteristics of the animals, uh, the type of uh, domestic puppy it is, and also the traits of the animal, then we can see that the, the concept that is describing uh, that type of, uh, of thing is a, it's a con the concept is re is related to the meaning of uh, of what it refers to. Then the second type of uh, concept is uh, uh, the concept as a name. That means 
it is the ID and the designation of a dog. So if you just, uh, uh, it's just the name of the dog. So it does not refer, it is uh, just the ID that, uh, the, that, uh, that, that the name itself is going to, uh, to refer you to. So another uh, definition of those two classes, it is uh, the first one, the meaning concept is what is made known what is made known and then the second type name concept is what makes known and then again the subdivision uh, of the first type of uh, the, con the first concept meaning concept what is made known for example uh, here they give about the uh, six type so that type of concept represent the transition of a respective element. For example, if you say a land or a mountain or a garden, then uh, the name itself, the, 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 the concept to which it refers uh, is real. That is, uh, it refers to, uh, to the earth of the mountain or the, the, the earth of the, uh, of the garden and uh, things like this. And then another one is, uh, another subdivision is, it represents the mode of formation of materials, like house, or a chariot, or a car. So this is how the materials themselves are uh, put together. So then you have the concept of a house, or a, a car, or something like this. Then the third uh, subdivision of the first class is uh, a concept that represents the, the account of aggregates. For example, if we say a person or an individual, actually the person, the name person, uh, refers to the five aggregates, the five aggregates of, uh, of, uh, of the Kanda, of Nama, Rupa. And then uh, the fourth uh, subdivision of, uh, of this uh, division is uh, the concept that represents time and direction, like the motion of the moon and the sun. So time is a concept. Mm? We, it is a concept that is, uh, that is uh, constructed out of, uh, of uh, relating uh, some types of uh, phenomena in, in, in time. So the time is, is based on a, uh, is a concept uh, based on those things. And also the motion, like the moon also, or the, the direction is a, is a special type of, uh, of, uh, of concept. Then the fifth type of uh, subdivision is, uh, uh, it, uh, like for example, a well or a cave, and it, has the, it is classified as uh, it, has, it, it has no impact. So uh, the fact of not having an impact, uh, it represents the classification of uh, of this type of concept. And then another one is the last one, is the, uh, the respective elements, like the water, or the, 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 the earth, the water, the fire, and the wind. This is, a, this is still a concept. Hmm? It represents something that really exists. And then also in meditation, if we are using those concepts, then uh, the color, or the earth, or the water, can become, uh, uh, they are used as casino, 
and then these uh, objects uh, are used for uh, develop to 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 develop uh, our meditation. So just also, I will take uh, uh, three that, that are uh, predominant uh, uh, among those six, and I will give the Pali the Pali name. So the the concept of time, the name is a Kala Panyati. And then the, the, the concept of a space is Akasa Panyati. And then the last one that we will investigate here is the Nimitta Panyati. That is, that is a mental sign. A mental sign. So a mental sign, a Nimitta, is a concept that can be used for the meditation. Huh? But they refer to something that is... Uh, uh, they refer to something that is... Uh, yeah. So this was for the subdivision of the first class, that means the meaning concept, that is what is made known. So the second class that we have talked is the, the name concept, and the, the name concept is what makes known. And uh, this name concept is uh, divided again in six types. So you have the concept of uh, uh, a direct concept of the real, for example, matter or feeling or perception and uh, motivation and all those uh, mental formations. They are concepts, but uh, they refer to something that is real. So it's a concept, it's a direct concept of the real. Then the second subdivision of this uh, class is a concept of uh, the Unreal, for example, land, mountain, etc. It's a concept, but by itself, uh, it does not exist. That is, uh, uh, what we call the uh, a mountain does not exist. What exists is the earth, or what exists is the the, the material element that uh, that is uh, that is forming the earth itself. So it is unreal. So the third uh, subdivision is the, the concept, uh, a direct uh, is the concept of the uh, a, a direct concept of the real. Uh, that is conveyed by means of the real. And then I will not. Uh, I will explain that later. And then the fifth, the fourth one is the direct concept of the real by means of uh, the unreal. So that type of concept, for example, it is speaking about something that is real by means of something that is unreal. Like we have heard a lot since uh, you have read the books, you know, about the Kalapas, the Rupa Kalapas. So a Rupa Kalapa is a concept that is, uh, it speaks, uh, it, it speaks about, about something that is real by means of uh, something that is not real. That means the Kalapa itself, it does not exist. It's a concept that is not real, but it speaks about what is real, that is, what is the, the component of the, uh, of the Kalapa. This is what is real. 
And then the fifth subdivision of uh, the concept of the second class is the uh, direct uh, conception of the real by means of the real. Like if you say, uh, if, you, if I say about the earth, if I say the earth, so the earth is a real concept that, speak, that, that, that speaks about uh, something that is real. Then the sixth one is the uh, conce direct conception of the unreal by means of the unreal. So basically, in that uh, second uh, subdivision uh, of the concepts as what makes known, we have the concepts of the real and then the concepts of the unreal. So the concepts of the real refer to matter, feelings, and uh, or what is called also the ultimate uh, uh, reality when it goes beyond the concept. In the second class, the concepts of uh, the unreal, that is the land, the mountain. So these uh, correspond to the uh, uh, on intrinsic nature of uh, of the designation that this is a bhava bhava to Now we wanted to see how we are going to use the objects to know our mind. How also uh, the object of the mind that we have uh, tried to develop now in our meditation concerns a lot of uh, concepts like the limita and things like this. So how do we use the, the, the object to know our mind? Uh, and then. Uh, then there is a, you know, there is a procedure that is taught in the in the discourses, and it, it is when the Buddha was uh, before he gets enlightened, then he thinks about his uh, young day, young days, and uh, he was in uh, in a peaceful uh, surrounding in the nature in the, in the field when he was working, when his parents were working in the field, and then he was just seated under the tree, and then he had a pain in the jhana. That's a very uh, sweet uh, story. If we, if, we, if we look at what is meant uh, all behind uh, all behind that but uh, here I'm just uh, going to make the parallel uh, to ask you uh, to remember your first experience when you tried to plant the nail in the wall when you were a kid do you remember that? I'm going to make a, a show. Don't worry.
So first you own the nail, and then let the nail, or you know, the, the thing that you are trying to hold in the uh, in the wall, with your fingers. You know? And then it's a very small one because you are very small, so you don't see it very much, even with your spectacles. Although you didn't have spectacles in these days, maybe. So anyway, here you are, and uh, and then you are given a hammer, and you have to fix the nail on the wall. So first you hold it with uh, with your fingers, your two fingers, and then uh, and then you try to hold, and then you feel it, and then you just go, you just go like this, and, 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 uh, and you just go like okay, no. <laughs> That. <laughs> I think I missed my shot, right? <laughs> so, what am I experiencing? I am experiencing hardness. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also I am experiencing pushing and uh, heat. Three characteristics. So, I will take care of it and I will come back to you very soon. No problem. Okay, okay. That's a abandoned. <laughs> so the first, the second trial, uh, the second trial, what will happen? I will see. to miss your you don't want to to to, to knock on your on your fingers huh? that's very painful so you have to be careful and then <coughs> you have missed it <laughs> what happened is that you you did not locate it properly huh? so uh, the principle is that you have to 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 need to get on the on the nail right there you should not get on your fingers and then you should not get on the side of it this is related to anapanasati, actually. <laughs> First, you need to be aware of your object, and then also you need to be aware of the location where the breath is arising. And then you hold it, you come to apprehend the breath by the touch that, that the breath is, is, is giving you know, on your skin. And then by holding the, the, the breath with your touch, with the, the touch, then it becomes you come to perceive the breath itself. That is, you, you come to perceive. Uh, you come to perceive the air. And once the air is uh, is fixed, then you can uh, you can focus on that, and then you can leave the touch. But the problem is that uh, uh, is that the nail does not. You have to hold it, and then you have to knock there, and then you should not miss it. And it's very delicate. It's very subtle. So anapanasati also is very subtle. So sometimes, what also is happening is that uh, you get your idea and then you think 
Well, maybe uh, I have a vision problem. And, uh, <coughs> and then you are told that, uh, well, you have to see the nimitta, but it should not disappear. So, uh, so what you do? You put uh, something on your eyes uh, so that the limiter becomes very stable. <laughs> and then you are like this and then you meditate. <laughs> try to see your limiter very clearly. Uh. But after some time, what happens is that uh, the the limita is not there anymore. <laughs> so, if you have to ask the teacher, they will give you a trick. And uh, what uh, sometimes what can be the the difficulty is that uh, some people have crossed eyes, you know, so they cannot uh, they cannot <laughs> they, they, they cannot they, they are mixing the place, right? So, uh, this is one uh, possibility and. Uh, and uh, then what you do in that case, huh? what you do in that case, you just, <laughs> <laughs> you just close one eye. You didn't try, I never saw one yogi doing like this. You always, uh, you always have the two eyes, but if you do like this, then maybe it's better, you know, then you can see, and then you really, only on one eye, you don't get diverted by this one. The best one, you use the, 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 the one that is good for your vision. Huh? So you go like this and then you meditate and then, then sometimes you can open the eye and then your limiter will become very stable. Uh, and it, it reminds me of a, it reminds me of a friend and uh, she had come to America when the when the the the, 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 the bifocus uh, spectacles were not yet invented. So she had uh, she was a myop, myop, you know, she could not see from far and she also she could not see from near. So. Uh, she told to her doctor that she wanted a bifocal, bifocal uh, lens uh, spectacles, but uh, they say, no, no, it doesn't exist. So she suggested to the doctor that uh, they, they fabricate uh, a type of uh, spectacle, and uh, on one eye, on one, one side, you see from far, and then on the other side, you, you see from near. So when she was driving a car, she would close one eye, and then she could see very far with that. <laughs> and then when she was reading, she was closing the other eye, and then she had that focus. And that's an intelligent uh, procedure. So now I will try again with my one eye. <laughs> but also, if it's not very clear, you can use the counting method. So I will mix both of those methods, you know, only on one eye, and also I will try the counting thing. <laughs> so you are there, and then you see your object is very clear. You have it in your mind, and uh, and then you are not missing it, and then you go like this. One. So what is happening in that case is that you are losing your balance. <laughs> so everything was clear, the object was clear, and then also you were very concentrated, but you were not so much balanced. So the balance 
is something fundamental in the practice. Hmm? But actually, uh, when you do it properly, you know, if you do, if you proceed very slowly and very methodically, then there is no problem. But uh, the way to do is that first you get your nail, and then you you get the wall, and then very slowly you just apply your attention on the object, and then you are you make sure that uh, you are not hitting your your fingers, and then you are aiming at the at the nail. So the trick is just to to nail the, 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 the nail uh, just a little bit on the wall. And then after that, you let go of your hand, and then you just see the nail. And then when the nail is already fixed on the, on the wall, then, then you wait a little bit more, then you get it. So it's the same thing with the Nimita. If we uh, leave it too soon, uh, then it will not be stable, and also if uh, we don't locate it properly, then it will not be connected with the breath, and uh, it will not be connected to where the breath is arising, and uh, the, the practice is not going to succeed. So it's a slow procedure that demands, uh, that demands uh, time and patience. So this is for the uh, Anapanasati. So with this, when you are able to, to fix your object clearly uh, in your mind, then you can know, uh, you can know your mind. And uh, we said that, uh, that the mind is um, always arising with an object. So what happens most of the time, you know, like we are talking about hooks, so we will go on that, uh, that direction. So what happened many times uh, in, in our life, in the life of the people, is that uh, they are uh, getting their mind hooked on something, on an object, but uh, it is the essential objects that is just, they are just, uh, they are lost with the object, so it's like uh, the fishing hook, you know, like when you catch a fish, then the fish is just like this, and it just goes with the, with, with the bait, so all the sense pleasure, it's like this, you are just caught and you are, you are are just taken away without any control. It's very difficult to get like, to get rid of it. <coughs> so related to meditation, then also related to the objects. Uh, uh, as you know, there is uh, 40 types of meditation subjects, mm. and they are already uh, like uh, we will see a few of the classifications that is uh, that is given in, in relation to that. So you have the ten kasinas, and then the tel, the ten uh, subas, the fullness, and uh, also ten types of uh, recollections for Brahmavihara, for Arupa, one type of perception and one type of uh, defining uh, the elements. So 40 meditation subjects. And these uh, meditation subjects also are classified uh, to, as to what the, which gives what. That means which, which type of meditation is able to, to bring to which type of uh, jhana. So there are uh, 10 uh, meditation subjects that gives rise to access concentration only. And then also you have 30 meditation subjects that give uh, rise to absorption. 
then it's to the kind of journals that uh, these objects are giving. Uh, the ten casinos and the Anapanasati gives rise to the four jhana. So if you have some of the, any one of the ten casinos or the object of Anapanasati, these objects can uh, uh, bring your mind to the four uh, jhanas. And then you have the, the, the ten types of uh, asubha meditation on firmness of the body, then uh, they give only rise to the uh, first jhana. And you have the three types of Pratma uh, Uyara, you know, the practice of Metta, Karuna, and the Mudita. These uh, meditation subjects, or objects also, uh, can give rise to the third jhana only. And then the last one is uh, the Upeka Pratma Uyara, and this one is uh, giving the possibility to develop the four uh, jhana. Also, these meditation subjects can be divided uh, by way of uh, some can be extended and some are not uh, extendable. So by extension and, and non-extension. For example, the casino object, you, you, once you have your object, then you can extend it to, in, to the infinite. But uh, uh, some objects like Anapanasati or uh, some other objects, then they cannot, they are limited, they are not, uh, they are not to be extended. Then another, another classification is uh, as to objects. So there are, among the 40 meditation subjects, you have 22 uh, subjects that uh, depend on a limit. So the, the, the objects of these uh, meditations are, are, are a limit, that is a, a mental image. Some also have a mobile object and some have uh, immobile objects, like uh, if someone is meditating on the wind casino, then the, 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 the object is a mobile one. So you have to fix the, the, the first uh, use uh, something that is mobile, and then you, 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 you get it in your mind. But uh, uh, the objects that are immobile, then uh, it's like, uh, like if you are contemplating a, a dead corpse or something like this, you know. So it's not moving at all. Also, there are the objects of uh, Vipassana and uh, all the objects as the uh, concepts and the sense objects. So there, there, there are also different types of, uh, like this, these uh, subjects will maybe uh, go a little bit uh, more detail later on, but uh, there are uh, gradations as two planes, you know, like uh, the planes of sen sense, uh, sense fear, the sense fear types of uh, of uh, consciousness and the material, fine material uh, sphere, and then the immaterial sphere, and things like this. So it, this is uh, as two planes. And uh, just to give another, uh, I mean, an another demonstration as to uh, how the objects uh, themselves are important, and how also uh, the objects uh, are necessary to to support our meditation. And uh, since we are using, uh, we have all the, the, the material here, so we have already uh, started, you know, so we'll continue. Uh, so the sense objects, you know, the sense objects, they don't give rise to, uh, the consciousness can, cannot hold them very strongly because they are always changing, or they are always changing. So the mind uh, cannot uh, fix on them for a very long time. It's like the, you know the stickers, note, note stickers. So 
So if you just put the note sticker, then it's okay, but uh, you know, it, you can remove it anytime, or if the wind is blowing, then also it will, it will fall away. But uh, actually, if you use the... Uh, if you use the nail, right? <laughs> then it stays a little bit longer. So, with an apanasative, for example, if you have the, the, the nail to, to, support, uh, to support your, your, uh, I mean your note or, or your picture, then you can keep it uh, for a longer time. And uh, the nail is like, uh, for example, you know, it's not very, you cannot hold two heavy type of things there because it's not so, it's not so solid and also it's not so big. So, uh, there are, like at the Parikama, the, when you are starting your meditation and the, the nimitta, you, you start to have a nimitta. So the first arising of the nimitta, of the mental concepts, uh, that you are having, it's still not very stable and it's still not strong enough uh, to support uh, your meditation. So it can be like the nail. And then when the nimitta, when the object becomes a little bit more stable and more strong, then it's like a, maybe like a hook like this. So this is more strong, you see. And you can uh, you can all you can all the things that are much uh, uh, much heavier. And then when you come to the third type, this is like the Uga, Limita, the, the, uh, the counter, the, 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 not the counterpart sign, the second type of sign, the Uga, Limita. And then uh, when the, that object of the mind, when the, the object of Anapanasati, for example, uh, becomes very stable and then you get a very strong Limita, then it's the Patibhaga Nimitta, and this is the counterpart sign. So this sign is very, uh, uh, is much more stable and also much more re reliable. It's like, a, well, it's like a serious type of uh, hanger. Uh, so this one you can screw, you screw it, you know, and then, and then uh, it's very solid. And on that you can hold uh, very heavy things. And the mind also can stay, not the mind, but uh, the object itself can, can stay for a very long time. Because it is firm, it is stable, and uh, the mind can really rely on, on, on that. why uh, some objects cannot give rise to more than the first jhana? Because I said now that there are uh, the ten types of uh, meditation that cannot give rise to the more than the first jhanas. Why is this? And uh, these uh, ten types of meditation are the meditation on asubha, that means uh, uh, meditation on fullness or repulsiveness. So, uh, it does not hold very long. Uh, you need because you always need uh, the the support of the applied thought and cost, uh, uh, and the constant uh, vitaka and vichara, the initial application of the mind and also the, the uh, continuous application of the mind. It's like uh, it's like if you compare like this is to old portrait, you know, painting. Or it's like a, if you go. Uh, 
if you go back home, you know, and you have practiced the Asuba meditation, like with the skeleton and repulsive course and parts of the body, and you really like it. Huh? And then you go back home, and uh, then you, you see if you stay with your parents, or if you stay with a partner, or if you stay with a group of people, you say, now I got a new meditation uh, subject, and uh, I, I really like it. And then you go on in the house, and, uh, and then you change uh, all the portraits, you know, the, 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 the of uh, your relatives, and then the, 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 the pictures of your children, and then the pictures of your uncles, and things like this, and then you put pictures of a corpse, and skeletons, uh, <laughs> and... So, it's not going to stay there very long, because... Uh, <laughs> because, first of all, yourself, you know, you will have to... all the time to, 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 to keep an eye on it, so that nobody takes it out. Because for sure, uh, people will not be so willing to keep that for a very long time. So the same thing, our mind cannot keep uh, these types of objects for a very long It always needs uh, the effort and the, uh, the, the effort and also the support of the, of the application of the mind, and the sustained application of the mind. So, uh, last week also, I, I spoke about uh, Lindbergh, you remember? Huh? So, I said that, uh, I said that uh, when he went, when he flew, uh, when, he, when he, he flew with his, uh, his plane wanting to, to cross the Atlantic, then uh, he was very careful about the weight, and, uh, and then he did not even accept one letter, because even the, the uh, one ounce letter will be too heavy for him, and then he didn't want to, uh, to take a risk. So some people here say, they said, well, you know, if I was Lindbergh, if I had been Lindbergh, I would not have mine to take, uh, to take a letter with me. But what I mean by the letter is the emotional content of the letter. So in our head, we all carry a lot of letters, and also we are writing letters. And that's a big uh, problem, and also it's a big uh, weight on our mind. And this is, uh, uh, maybe this is why some of you have a difficulty to, uh, to land off. I mean, for about one month, some of you are just on the plane and then <laughs> on the runway, <laughs> and then there is no landing off. Why? Because the plane is too heavy. It's too heavy with the letters. Hmm? So, example of letters uh, that we are carrying with our mind is just uh, you must have friends that have the difficulties with their uh, relationships and marriage. And, uh, so, I had a friend who uh, once I saw him in Canada and uh, he was living in the States but uh, he came to Canada and he was married with a, uh, with a lady you know, and, uh, and then he had come for a vacation. And, uh, over there, then, then we had met, we had seen him for the weekend, and uh, during the weekend, uh, he received uh, not a letter, but it's the same thing, you know. And uh, so he received a phone call from his wife, and uh, she was just telling him that uh, she wanted to divorce. So that was not very that was very heavy for him. He had difficulty to digest it, and uh, that meant for him that he would not see his daughter, and uh, that he would say everything broke down. So he went into very deep depression. So he could not. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say who is right and wrong in, uh, 
the dynamic of couple, but uh, what I want to say is that uh, the things that we are putting or that we have to, to digest in our mind are so heavy sometimes that uh, it takes time to, to proceed. And if we are not able to, uh, uh, to give uh, them away, then we carry them for, for many years or for a long time. Like that friend had to, uh, to deal with this for, for a few years and uh, he was really pressed for, for a few years. Now he's better, but uh, it took some time. So if we still have heavy uh, types of things that we are carrying in our mind, it's better to forget about them. So they say to forget and also to forgive. So to be able to let go and then to feel lighter. So also. Yeah, but the types of letters that uh, were letters uh, of resentment or law letters, like that one, you had to, to feel, you know, the difficulties that, uh, that happen, like you, you have to feel, you have to go to court and then letters of the lawyers and then a lot of letters that you need to, uh, to be uh, involved uh, writing. And uh, so the letters of uh, resentment also, like if you had a difficulty with uh, some relationship, then you always agree with the person, then you, you, you write many things about, okay, no, this was not right, and this was not wrong, this was wrong, and uh, all kinds of things that uh, you are still repeating and repeating, and then just writing all the story of, uh, of the, 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 the other person's fault. This is one type also of, uh, of letter. Also another type of letter is that uh, uh, I remember some kids, you know, uh, uh, at school and uh, they had difficulty, you know, uh, to succeed, they had difficulty in the, in the, in the, in the class and uh, so whenever uh, the end of the month was coming, they, they were freaking out and they were uh, really, uh, they were very uncomfortable because the, because the notes, you know, the bulletin, how they call that? When the, 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 the school they send uh, the notes of the children to the house, you call that the, huh? the report card. So when the report card would come to their house, then they they were very afraid of uh, their parents scolding them. Right? It doesn't mean they were not intelligent, or just they could not they had difficulties in the in the school. So what they did is that. Uh, uh, at the end of the month, they knew at uh, which time the postman will come and deliver the letter on Saturday. So they were smart enough just to spend a few hours and wait the postman that comes, and then they receive the letter. And then, of course, the the, oh, is it? the report card. Then they keep for themselves, and then the parents never see them at least for a few days. But the report card, they keep it for life. And it's a report card of failure. Who they keep in their mind, oh, I didn't succeed in, in school, and also that type of feeling of failure, they keep it for all the time. So they remember that. So this type of uh, letter you should not carry. It's not very good. Also, which type of letters are we carrying? The letters of, uh, I think you have enough uh, imagination to, uh, to find the letters that, uh, that you are having with yourself. So this is the type of letters that I meant when I said uh, symbolically that uh, Lindbergh leaves out all the, the letters when he wanted to fly and then to reach uh, the other, uh, the other uh, shore. Hmm? But actually, what happened after that regarding Lindbergh is that he became very successful, an immense success. He became very popular because uh, 
because of that uh, exploit. So what he did is that uh, he did a lot for the promotion of uh, air flight. So he did a lot of publicity and uh, people came to be very much interested into flying and uh, also he worked for the US mail uh, postal service and uh, then he promoted the air mail and uh, letters were sent everywhere. So, you know, in that way, uh, communication uh, worldwide became, became very much, much more efficient because people were trusting the air mail service. And also, uh, he came to, uh, to make the, the, the world of the pilots, you know, those plane pilots, it was in the, in the, in the, in the 1920s, so people looked at the airplane pilots and uh, they were weird guys, you know. I mean, just trying to fly in the sky, I mean, they are like, uh, they think that they are a god. And so it's in the middle of, uh, of being a god or being a, a human. So uh, he wanted, because he wanted to sensitive, 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 sensitive uh, people regarding uh, their place, you know, in the world as a human being, then uh, he invited people to write him letters and these letters he will carry all around the world hmm? and then he will get the stamp of the country in which he landed and then like this he will, he will go like to South America and then he will have all the, the bunch of letters that people would have sent him then he will, he, he will stamp the South America and then another, another one uh, Mexico and then another, another one Europe and then all the countries here and then and uh, when the, the letter was full of stamps then he was uh, sending them back to, uh, to the person he sent it. So it was really good. Also, he had a very good heart and uh, he developed many. Like he was the first, uh, he was one of the leaders for the first uh, anti-war, uh, American anti-war movement uh, during the, probably the, yeah, the Second World War. He was against that. And uh, he developed many other uh, projects that they contributed. To, uh, to the development of science and uh, other, uh, other things. So, but most specifically, people tried to, to, they started to travel a lot and uh, they started to trust the airplanes and, uh, and uh, then also they, they work on improving, on improving the, the qualities of the airplanes and uh, you know, the people also were uh, interested to fly as a passenger. So, you had all kinds of uh, airplanes, models, models airplanes that, that, that grew with the, with the time. And now, uh, I mean, you can carry uh, how many hundreds of people, you know, from, from here to Europe or from here to, to, uh, to elsewhere. So this type of thing was a little bit initiated, I mean, in that, uh, it was in that line. So today I got a, I got a message from a, uh, from the de market marketing department, and uh, actually my sales representative wanted to tell me that I should announce uh, a bonus for the weekend, and uh, not for the weekend, but uh, for the year, and it's a special right for the new wed, uh, new for the people who have just married. They <laughs> have a bonus now available online, you know, for the new uh, married couple. And uh, this is good for one year uh, after the date of uh, the marriage, after that. And also there is a bonus uh, for the family, there is a family right for those who have more than 12 children. 
it's about <laughs> half the price. And also if you want to rent the whole plane, if you have a group, then also there is a special reduction and it should be considered. <laughs> so to which extent the aeronautic or you know the influence of Lindbergh had on the hook industry? We are talking about hooks and hang anger and so to which uh, extent uh, is uh, is uh, initiative had on the hook industry. So I don't know when it was developed, but uh, actually they started to develop the multiple hook concepts. So it's the same hook, you know, one hook, but it can hang many things, right? So it's very practical because you can have uh, you can have many objects, but uh, they all hang on the same on the same hanger. So here you can have a photo of uh, your father, and then a photo of your mother, and then a photo of uh, all the, your friends, and then a photo of your kids, of your friends when you were a child, and then like this, you know, so you can extend it, and also you can have a, you know, a really huge uh, hanger where you can, it can be extended for uh, a very wide, uh, a very wide aspect. So regarding to meditation, you know, there are also meditation subjects that uh, that give that possibility, that give that range of uh, of uh, that give that, that scope of uh, of uh, how to say that, that give that that perspective. And the, this is, for example, the meditation on metta uh, or the meditation on mudita or karuna or upeka. So in these types of meditation, as you know, uh, the object is not only one object. So you start with one object, and then you develop it on another object, and then another object, and then at the end you have a whole range of objects, which are actually the beings, and then you can extend it to the infinite. So then, you know, it's just like a, if uh, you develop one type of meditation that is uh, that is making you feeling alone, or that is making you feeling uh, uh, too individual. Then you have to re you can remember that actually, if you want a plane that uh, will carry a lot of people, you know, like those uh, jumbo jet, then it's also possible. So in your meditation, also you can include a lot of beings, and then you don't feel uh, you don't feel alone. So the practice of metta has a little bit of that characteristic. So you start by one person, and then another person, and then all. Or, you know, this is your object of metta. So, these objects are the anger on which your mind is going to depend. So, your mind is going to hang on, on that object. So, the principle is still followed. And by the way, also we were talking about uh, about concepts, and uh, then uh, now uh, many of you are a little bit uh, outside the concept of time. So today is the 13th of August, and uh, and uh, then there is an event that happened in Germany uh, about uh, in 1961, and this is the uh, building up of the Berlin Wall. So now in Germany there is a there is a big, uh, a big uh, 
kind of uh, well event just uh, commemorating the, 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 the building of, 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 the, the, of the wall and that wall actually separated nations or it separated also the, the same nation or the same the same ethnic group you know as the, the, the west side and the east side you know more than about that just to say that concepts uh, can create a, a lot of division and just based on concept uh, the idea of uh, oh, this is mine and this is yours and this is bad and you are and this is my enemy and this is my friend and it is very relative. So on concepts, we, we can we can we can build up sometimes a, a lot of wrong judgment and a, a wrong values. So the war also, as you know, was destructed in 1989. So the breaking of concepts is something very valuable. Now, now they, they are all friends, and they don't. When before they were judged. Uh, as the, being the enemy, now the, the, the people, the German uh, people on the on one side of the wall, then they are they have become friends. So when we break down the concepts, then uh, then a lot of uh, where we can have a different perspective. object do we depend on which ob object is occupying our mind that's important to know because if we know which type of object then also it's much easier to identify the type of mind or the type of consciousness that we are having So to get the whole picture of things, huh? then that means we first we fix uh, we fix our frame and then we look at it. So it can be used like uh, for decoration, or the frame also can be used for uh, seeing it as the content. For example, here I have a, I have a frame, and uh, the the meaning of chitta, uh, the meaning of chitta means uh, a painting. So chitta also can have the Pali word also can have the meaning of painting, and it's painting, any kind of painting is a, is a called a chitta. So it has some relation with our mind because our mind is is creating pictures, and also our our mind is a is the creator of uh, concepts and uh, images and uh, all kinds of, uh, of uh, mental uh, picture. So here I have a picture that was given to me before I come here and uh, it represents uh, it represents the Schwedegan Pagoda and then also here it represents uh, a special rock, you know, it's a very huge rock. 
check you it's called and the, the, the rock itself is just uh, maybe 15, uh, 15 feet or I don't know quite high maybe the amount of uh, up to the windows you know. and uh, and then it stand it stands just on the on the, on the, uh, just on the on the precipice so it is just on the edge of the mountain and uh, it's amazing how it has not yet been blown away down you know and the weight of the rock also is uh, quite heavy but but it is just in balance between the uh, between the edge of the precipice and the, and the, and then the borderline of the uh, of the mountain and uh, because of uh, the amazement of uh, of that uh, phenomenon people have covered the whole rock with uh, with gold which is very popular there. It's a, it's a place of uh, pilgrimage and also there are uh, a lot of uh, well, legend and uh, associated with this because uh, even scientific find it difficult to explain how such a, a weight uh, can, how that rock has ended there it's, and also how that rock can remain uh, at, uh, at that place without, without falling and it has been there for, for centuries. So here, this is the this is the concept, you know. This is the concept of the rock, and also this is the concept of the of the of the pagoda. So if we have a hook, you know, if we have a hook, then uh, it can we can hang we can hang it on the on the wall. Uh, so in our mind, we have a hook, and then we are uh, projecting a painting. So the painting actually represents uh, uh, it represents. Uh, the the, the, the the karma the type of karma that uh, we are making and then the wall or the hook is the is the destiny in which that the type of karma is going to be uh, taking fruit is going to be uh, taken hold of so we can have uh, we can create so we are creators also we can create uh, nice pictures and also we can create uh, nice things in our life so uh, these are like images. Also, we can create bad things and very ugly uh, pictures. So it depends of us. But these uh, creations, these uh, mental uh, fabrication, depends on our mind. But still, <laughs> these, uh, this is just a concept because uh, this picture, uh, actually, uh, the way it is done, you cannot see. You cannot see. But uh, the way it is, uh, it is done is that. Uh, there is a, 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 a city over there in uh, in Burma, Myanmar, and uh, it's called uh, Bogok, and uh, it is in the northern northeast of the country. And uh, this area is as is having a very rich soil. So, in that area, wherever you dig, you find you find gems, rubies and topaz and all kinds of gems, and uh, also jade. Jade is just like a jade. Jade, jade is like, like like gravel. So kids, they they, they throw jade at themselves, you know. So now, of course, it it, it is diminishing, but the, the 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 land or the the soil there is amazing. It is amazing. So uh, since the centuries, people there they have uh, developed a type of uh, handicraft, and they uh, have specialized uh, craftsmen, and uh, they are using the gems, and then they they, they, they break them in pieces, and uh, they are able to uh, to make mosaics 
with it, you know, so with the small grains of sand that are colored, you know, with the, with the gems, then they use it and they, they, they stick it to, uh, to, to, uh, to uh, paper or they, they stick it to something and then they are able to create a picture. So actually, this uh, picture is made out of uh, these types of things. So I don't know if it is genuine uh, gems, but uh, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, the, the, some of the, some of the rocks that are available uh, in the in the country. So uh, in our meditation, there are two types of meditation. We have the meditation on samatha, and then we have the meditation on the vipassana. So the meditation on samatha is like uh, a heart decoration like an art decorator. So that means in our mind, we have the possibility to create very nice things, you know, very beautiful things. So if we are an artist, we are all, we all are artists. So we have the possibility to, to create very beautiful pictures. So Samatha is, a, it, it is, it is going in that line. That means, uh, uh, that means we are using concepts and then we are, we are interior, uh, we are interior uh, decorating our mind with the sanata. But uh, with the vipassana, it is different. Vipassana may be like, uh, like an architect. And the architect will look at the material uh, in which the house is, is being constructed. Not, he will not be content with, uh, with the concepts, but he will analyze the material. Look, you know, this is cement, and now this is paint, and now this is wood. And, uh, this is uh, this type of element with, uh, you know, so, they, so they, they, they look at something, they look at the structure and they are able to, uh, to understand the frames and then also the components and they can analyze all the, all the things that are, uh, that constitute the building itself. So it's the same thing with, uh, with our concepts or with the reality, there is a way that uh, if we look at with the, 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 the eye of insight, with the eye of vipassana, then we don't depend on concepts anymore. But we analyze the concepts and then we go into the detail of, uh, of what the concepts uh, are comp uh, composed of. So it's the same thing here. Like if we are to take it as a, as a, just a de as a decoration, then we are just for the beautiful and uh, we can hang it there and just enjoy it. But uh, if we are more analytical, then we see, you know, the, oh, okay, now this is uh, very, uh, a lot of, a uh, little bit of, uh, all kinds of pieces of, uh, of stone. So uh, when we break the concepts of, uh, of the mind, when we are practicing with Pasana, then uh, when we are dealing with matter, we are uh, dealing with, uh, uh, with, uh, with phenomena that are actually, uh, just representing the, the intrinsic uh, nature of, uh, of themselves. It is just like when we call that the ultimate uh, reality. So our goal here is to fix the nail and to look at the painting. And then to look at the painting and understand the painter. Ah, that's interesting. So when we are able to get a, an object on our mind or a painting, then we are also, to, we are also able to know uh, the mind that is projecting that painting. And this is also, I mean, this is fundamental. This is fundamental. So by using the object, we are able to understand our mind. And then also there is the idea that uh, 
the arahats, we don't have uh, the consciousness of an arahat as no object on which it is holding itself. You have read that, you know, probably. So the idea is that uh, the consciousness of an arahat uh, is like the sunbeam. No? It is like the sunbeam, but it has no place where it's taking hold. There is no place where it can rest. There is no wall on which it can uh, it it can stand. And I think the uh, you correct me if I am wrong, but uh, there is a process, you know, the modern process of making films, and uh, they uh, they are trying they are trying to 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 project the film in the sky. How do you know that? No? So with the projector, then they they, they they project the film not on a, not on a, on a white uh, thing, but uh, just in the sky. But the idea is that uh, if there is no clouds in the sky to reflect uh, the, the to, to reflect the light of the projector, then uh, then it's not possible for the for the for the film for the vision to appear because there is no uh, there is no uh, how to say there is no reflection. So the same thing with an aha, there is nothing that is uh, consciousness is able to to find a firm uh, footing. So here I would like to just <laughs> mention a question that's, that one of you had, uh, had mentioned. An interesting thing, it is connected with uh, with our topic here. And, uh, so here they, they see, the person says, there are those who say that uh, all there is, is mentality. So if I want to see Kalapas, I will, like any other concept, I will I will be able to see Kalapas like uh, I can see any uh, types of uh, other uh, other concepts. How can the Kalapas and their uh, properties be anything more than a mental concept? So, if someone says that uh, all there is is just mentality, so there is a school of Buddhism that say that uh, nothing exists; it's just the mind, and the mind also cannot know matter. So it's just the, 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 the mind, uh, I think it's a Vijnana Vada, I'm not sure, but uh, in Buddhism you have the mind-only school. Uh, and uh, there is also a philosophy that I did not investigate too much in the West, and it was uh, uh, advanced by, by Berkeley, the Archbishop Berkeley. And uh, then uh, this uh, sir was saying, you know, with this philosophy that uh, that actually there is the matter cannot be known, and he was a very intelligent scientific, and his uh, theory also became to be very difficult to defend, and he, his logic also was uh, very powerful. So, in a way, he was a, he was a genius, but uh, but I think it this is my opinion, and it, it may be just be intellectual, because if matter cannot be known by the mind, then uh, then uh, or ma if matter does not exist because the matter is created by the mind only. So what is the, like if, if he is in his room for example and uh, then he, he comes with that logic and uh, 
then he, he says, no, matter does not exist. Matter is created by the mind. So, uh, and I cannot know matter. So with this uh, uh, theorem, then you, co you can go through walls. No? It's just the wall, it's just a mental creation. So you can go through walls. So I'm, I'm not sure if he was able to go through the walls. And also those who profess, like some of the Buddhist school, they say that uh, no matter exists, but the concept uh, don't exist. So there are, uh, you know, reports of uh, those who develop the psychic, some of the psychic powers, and they were able to go through the walls and then through the uh, through the air. But those people they didn't say that matter did not exist. So here, uh, so this is a paradox. So kalapas are concept, but uh, they refer to a reality. And the kalapas themselves, they are uh, they are not existing. What, ex what kalapas is a concept. So the concept of a kalapa is not real, but it refers to something real. That means uh, what is the component of a, of a rupa kalapa? This is real. That is the hardness of the armor, or the hardness, the the the, the, the heat of. Uh, of the temperature and then also the pushing of the wind and things like this. This is uh, this is the characteristics of uh, of the components of the rupa kalapa. That is the, the the four elements. So this is how the kalapas are uh, in their properties. They are more than a mental concept. It's a concept, but it, it refers to, uh, to something that is real. So this is uh, enough for tonight. If you have any questions, you can, you can ask. say that you can attain only the first jhana or the third jhana with uh, metta and karuna and mudita? The third, the third jhana. The third, yes. that's what I thought. Yes. Yes. Okay. The, third jhana. the first jhana on the mudita. Right, okay. I wanted to correct that. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.